Hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on the podcast review show, we're looking at the germ-free zone. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the podcast review show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. All right, welcome to the podcast review show. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com and joining me right down there in the bottom left-hand corner, the one and only Eric K. Johnson, better known as the podcast talent coach. And this is the show where if people like Bruce who have said, Hey, I want you to uh, check out my show. Tell me what I'm doing. Right. Tell me maybe things I could be doing better. So uh, Eric, how's it going, buddy? It is going great, Dave. How are you? I'm uh, doing swell. And uh, Bruce, how are you? <laughs> Uh, swell too. So, I haven't heard that word in, until <laughs> you know. So yeah, the the show we're looking at tonight is the germ free zone. What got? Let's go with what got you into podcasting. Well, I built this website uh, germfreaksclub.com, and I am also working on a book. So some of the material I I got to test out on the website, and I had friends people that I respect, take a look and see what they thought. I didn't promote the site. It was more of an experiment, but I had a huge bounce rate. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like 92% bounce rate and I like my site. So I must not have a clue. Uh, I'm a dinosaur, I guess. So as a result, I, what I found out was people don't read uh, maybe 28% of the content on a web page. If you're lucky, yeah. uh, they look for bullet items and I don't believe that I can change or help get the message, the word out about simple hygiene techniques that people think they know what they're doing, but they've been doing it for so long, you know, <laughs> wrong. And something so simple, it's almost an insult that you would say to somebody, you don't know how to wash your hands. Right. Everybody thinks they're doing it's it an, right. It's an insult. Right. I'm a germaphobe for even noticing. And so, yeah, so I'm assassinated that way. <laughs> Got it. Well, the um, the one thing that Bruce is doing that is, is interesting. I like it. This is Bruce's first episode. It's not really even it's kind of live, but not really. And Bruce said, no, I want to throw it up. Obviously, it's his first episode. So he might have a little yes. more things that need tweaked more than the, the person that's been doing 10 or 20 episodes. But he's like, no, I'd rather learn this now rather than put out 10 episodes and then have to come back and wish I'd made these you know, changes earlier. So to me, I'm like, that's a really brave thing to do. And uh, I like the idea of that. Uh, Eric, did you have any questions before we hit play on the beginning of this? 
No, I uh, I love the part about the book. That was the one question I had was, where are we going with this? And the fact that you're writing a book that uh, that will explain a lot as we get in and start piecing apart the uh, the episode and talking about where we're headed with it. This is so this is episode one of the germ free zone. Welcome to your clean, healthy, friendly, germ-free zone environment. What you can't see can't harm you. Learn advanced hygiene methods to protect yourself, your children, and your community from an invisible world that surrounds you. This is the Germ-Free Zone, providing the tools, preventing the outbreak, protecting humanity, with your host, Bruce Bonnet. Welcome, everyone, to the Germ-Free Zone Show, episode number one. I'm Bruce Bonnet, your host. I am not a scientist, doctor, nor healthcare professional. I am a bonafide germ freak who is concerned about how infectious disease-causing microbial life forms are transported from Asia to Europe and then to South America, Australia, Africa, and then somehow visits my country, my town. As a concerned germ freak citizen who wants to know How did one of my children or me transport an infectious disease-causing microbial life form into my home, my bathroom, my kitchen? The Germ-Free Zone Show presents short stories on scientific and medical studies, along with interviews with people who use infectious disease control methods daily. You can learn what others already know about protecting yourself and family from infectious disease-causing microbial life forms. Join our journey to understand how to minimize a pandemic spreading throughout our community and not entering our cars and homes. Learn where pathogenic life forms can survive, thrive, mutate, and spread throughout our business parks, sporting arenas, schools, transportation hubs, and shopping centers, and our homes. The Germ-Free Zone Show is a family show for all ages and will only use appropriate language when listeners tell their personal, true life stories, ask questions, or make comments. My co-hosts, 12-year-old twins, Cole and Kennedy, will present the Flush Out the Truth segments during the show. They also review children books about germs and present the series called IDC's Triple T's, or also known as the Infectious Disease Control Tips, tricks, and techniques. These will be about shoes, purses, backpacks, cars, airplanes, uh, workplace, break rooms, cell phones. Later in the show, the Germ-Free Zone show premieres part one of a nine-part episodic series called The Top 7 Pathogenic Transporters Within a Country, City, and Home. The serial spotlights how infectious disease-causing bacteria, viruses, and spores are transported throughout a community via the bottom of purses, backpacks, briefcases, shoes, under long fingernails, and last but not least, upon the greatest explorer of all time, the human hand. And now, without further ado, the Germ-Free Zone Show. So that's the first three minutes or so, and I see the people in the chat room are getting scared, and it is, and it's kind of... Kind of spooky. <laughs> and uh, it's um, so you've kind of you had the setup of the show with the, the professional voiceover, which led yes. to you kind of doing a, a little more in-depth setup of the show. And uh, Eric, what were your thoughts on the first couple of minutes here? 
I love the introduction. I thought the introduction was solid, well-produced, really told me what I was going to get in the, uh, in the episode, not only in the episode, but in the show overall, how it was set up, the fact that it was family-friendly, loved all of that. Like the comments we're talking about, it is, it does set it up like it's going to be a little scary, like, holy crud, what am I going to learn as we go through this? The one thing I appreciated most about the show was that it wasn't as gross and disgusting as I thought it was going to be. You know, I was actually listening to it in the morning as I was eating breakfast and I thought, this is, <laughs> this is probably not the best idea I've come up with. <laughs> I might regret this decision, but it wasn't, I mean, we talked about public restrooms and sitting on the toilet and doing your do and the whole thing. And it wasn't really as disgusting as it, as it could have been. And it surely wasn't as disgusting as I thought it was going to be. The introduction though, overall, I thought was strong. The production elements were there. I thought coming out of her into you, you could have used a little more energy. I think further into the show, you get a little more comfortable with it and you sound like you and I are having a conversation and, and, I, and I really hear your passion come out later in the episode than I do right here at the beginning. At the beginning, I felt like you were just nervous as you were, as you were reading the script and, and getting the information out and that sort of thing. But as you get into it, once we get oh, even eight, 10 minutes into the episode, you really start loosening up and you start getting really passionate about what you're talking about. But overall, I thought the I thought the introduction was strong. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that uh, I like about this whole podcast is I don't think you're going to find somebody more passionate about germs than than Bruce. He's he's obviously in the stories that you relate here and and you share some insights into your history. And I was like, okay, this makes sense now. I get why this happens. And so um, the then the the cool thing is you got your kids involved. And so I have a clip of them. Flush out the truth, number one. The American Society of Microbiology report that 50% of middle and high school students wash their hands after using the toilet. But from this 50%, only 33% of females and 8% of males use soap. The Minnesota Department of Health conducted three different observational studies over three years, resulting in an overall average of 68% wash their hands after using the toilet. Because I don't know about you, they seem to be in a bit of a hurry. <laughs> uh, well, that was like maybe their second take. Yeah. And I, I want them to actually make comments to each other like, oh, that's gross. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Can you believe only six people out of a hundred? Well, that's the thing. No. If I played this, if I played this again, flush out the truth. Number one, I was having a the hard American time. Society of Microbiology report that 50% of middle and high school students wash their hands after using the toilet. But Mid middle and high school students is all one word. And that's what, uh, no, that's what they need to learn and that we need yeah. to take this apart. Yeah. S okay. Slow right down now, the pinch. Because they start off oh, really good. The beginning yes. of it is awesome when she says. Uh, Flush out the truth, number one. And I was the like, American Society of Microbiology report that 50% of middle and high school students wash their hands after using the toilet. But from this 50%, only 33% of females and 8% of males use soap. The Minnesota Department of Health conducted three different observational studies over three okay. years, resulting in an overall average of 68% wash their hands after using the toilet. Because to me, this is the stuff that makes you go, what? And yeah. when I had to kind of slow it down and go, wait, what did she say? And I was like, it's a bummer because this is the this is the hit you in the face part. And yes, and I feel bad because I don't want to like. I don't want to like. No, no, I have. I've, it's your kids. You know what I mean? It's like I don't well, want Papa no, Bear's going to come out and go, "F you, Dave." <laughs> that's right. 
Well, you know, it's sort of like after they do a few takes, then yeah. they, they – so what I decided was I took the best of what they gave. Got it. I don't Bruce, know Bruce I, have a, uh, I have a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old, and I've been using them in radio commercials since – I could get them to string two sentences together. Oh, and my son is 12. He talks just like that. And I, I, even when I'm having a conversation with him, I have to make him repeat it probably three or four times because I can't understand the marbles in his mouth. So when I'm having them do radio commercials for me, what I'll do is give them part of the sentence that I want them to say and just have them repeat it after me. And I say it uh, exactly as I want them to oh. say it. And so I say, you know, if I'm saying oh, yeah. um, 33% of all females wash their hands after using the restroom, I will say, say 33% of all females and he'll go 33% of all females and run it together. I go, no, say 33% and he'll go 33%. And then I'll say of all females, of all females. And then I piece it all together. It takes a little work to edit it all together, but the end result is you can understand it. And, and the end result is the client that I produce it for appreciates it and enjoys it. And it sounds like a kid saying it because it is, but it sounds like a kid that you can understand. So uh, I think if you take a little more time with them and rather than giving them just the sheet of paper and say, hey, read this sentence, say, no, just repeat after me. Don't let them read okay. it. Make them repeat oh, after yeah. you and give them pieces of the line to repeat and then edit them together. If you listen to her later in the show, the very last clip she gives at the end of the show, she's actually more relaxed and speaks a lot slower and yeah. is much easier to understand because her diction is a little clearer because mm -hmm. she's she's relaxed and, and uh, not simply just reading it from the paper. So just a tip you might try. Yeah, that was. Oh, I am going to. That's uh, it's. I'll make it. So I, that sounds wonderful. Anytime somebody hires me to do voiceover, it's always weird. I'm, I always ask them, "Can you record yourself saying it?" Because half the problem is getting like, do they want me to talk in my NPR voice, or are they looking for me to be? You know, what's what's the pausing? Where's the emphasis on the word? They they though you know. So anytime I can have somebody that I can then imitate. It makes any kind of voiceover a whole lot easier. They just want my voice. I, I need their timing, their emphasis and things like that. So yeah, that would be a great thing. And, and, uh, and like I say, the, the, the thing that I was kind of like, Oh, what a bummer is that little piece is the part that you go, what? And it's a stat. Your stats are awesome. We just have to be able to, uh, to, to, to clearly understand them. So I thought that was, uh, a great stat. And uh, I just, I felt, I was like, how do I tell this kid that, it, how, how do I tell Bruce that it's, and I was like, it sounds like a 12 year old kid. I'm like, oh, that's right. It is a 12 year old kid. The other thing about stats is they're hard to understand. They're hard to comprehend in audio. If you give one number, maybe two numbers, people can typically grasp that in audio. But when you start rattling off the fact that 33% of all adults do this and it's 17% of the, percent of the women and 22% of the guys and overall it's 67% of this and that, people, mm -hmm. they, people have a very difficult time following along when it's that many numbers. So I would try and simplify your stats as much as you can oh. and still make the point. So if, if the fact that 33% of all Americans do something is the critical stat, stick with that. You don't, no, there's no need to break it down to both men and women. If, okay. if that's the, if that's the, oh, wow, then let's skip the overall 33 number. And let's just say, you know, 17% of guys, but 67% of women 
do something. Now, now I can understand it because we're drawing the comparison between the two. But if I start throwing in a third number and a fourth number, now I'm getting confused okay. and I'm trying to follow. It's like doing math in your head. Not many people do it well. That's an easy, makes sense. Yeah. And then even I, I could even break it down. Like if, if, if the, uh, if the segment has four different trivia points, it'd probably be better hard hitting if there was only one or two trivia points. Find the oh wow number and go with that. And go with that and not, and not compete against the other facts. Just hit them one at a time. Exactly. Find the fact okay. that's going to stick out most and, and make the biggest impact and run with that number. Next clip here, I have labeled fingernails. So. <laughs> the Germ-Free Zone Show premieres part one of a nine-part episodic series called The Top Seven Pathogenic Transporters Within a Country, City, and Home. Part one, how to restore health to beautiful but deadly fingernails. The Oxford Journals, volume 32, issue three, published the, this is a long title, here we go, effect of hand cleansing with antimicrobial soap and alcohol-based gel on microbial colonization of artificial fingernails worn by healthcare workers. This study was done examining the effectiveness of hand washing to remove microflora from natural nails versus Artificial nails. The results showed that wearing artificial nails in hospital settings is more dangerous than having natural nails. The studies revealed that by using the best hand washing techniques, artificial fingernails help more pathogens survive than natural nails. So again, it's it's educational. And then he goes into a story about how, you know, nurses in the past have caused serious damage by having uh, fake fingernails. So the the one thing that um, I want to ask about is the little dent and dent and dent and dent of music. Because at times you use that when there's, and, and to me, I don't know if it's being a musician, Eric, if you want to chime in on that, you like to put that sound effect in when somebody's making a, like a, like, you know, only 12% of people do this. It's, I understand it's to emphasize the fact that this is a big point. At times I found it distracting and then other okay. times you used it as a way to segment, like segue into a yes. new thing. So it just seemed like about every 13 seconds, dent and dent and dent and yes. dent. And I was kind of like, by the end of the episode, I was like, I listened to this last night. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to hear that in my sleep. Um, oh, 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 well, that's the point. <laughs> you know, we're trying to brainwash the public so they don't have a choice coming back and subscribing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I found the same confusion. I liked, I felt the music gave the show a little momentum, especially mm -hmm. when you were transitioning and you were moving the story forward. But then I would hear it under, under some stats or something like that, or just randomly it would show up and I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's like following me around. And then I, I wasn't really sure why the music was coming in. So I think I, I don't have a problem with you using the music, but have a purpose for it. So if you want to use it as a transition to continue to move the episode forward as we're going into truth number two or truth number three, that would be great. If you want to use it as a suspense builder when you're giving some of your statistics, then then that's fine. Use it there. But I wouldn't use it everywhere. I wouldn't just okay. put it in willy nilly here and there. Use it as use it for a purpose. And if it if it's to move the story forward, then that's where I would use it in the in the transition segments. Yes, I, I played around with it. 
I like the effect at the end of a couple of segments. The one where I say surfaces touches us back. And then I hold that pause for a little while with that music in the background. And also right after the rant at the very end, I hold mm-hmm. it for a couple of seconds, that music. And I, I think it kind of has a punch to it. And then the other places in the transitions, like especially for flush out the truth and that I, I put that in there. And then I also was trying to use it to emphasize, Hey, wake up, pay attention. This is an important point. And, and, and I like that. The problem is, is I try to make as many important points as I can. Yeah. Cause I, I, in a short period of time. So maybe that's disconcerting. I also used it whenever I felt like it, like the one I think I use it like <laughs> with my mom, I, I'm going to yeah. you know, have a show with my mom and then, you know, and that was just Bruce, yeah. maybe this is what you do. Maybe you use this particular piece of music because it has a little forward momentum to it. Use this particular piece of music as your transition music, and then maybe come up with a drone or some sort of just uh, building sound effects, not necessarily a swoosh, but something that's a little monotone that you use underneath the important points and then take out all of the ancillary stuff like under your mom's story and things like that. So maybe you use it for two particular reasons, one to draw attention to important points, and then you use this piece of music as your transition music. So you're, so we don't get confused of, are we transitioning or are we making an important point? Uh, What's the difference between the two? That sounds interesting. I will hopefully come up with an answer for that. Yes. There you go. And I, I like the music. I think it gives forward momentum to the show and, and works great in your transitions. I think the stories that you use are probably the most powerful part of the overall content. I think the statistics give the cold hard facts and right. definitely support what you're talking about. But the, the stories that you tell within the episode, like the the stories, this this research study that we were just talking about here with the fingernails in the hospital and the in the babies in the ICU or the NICU, that story is just amazing. You were able to take a really dry, cold research study and turn it into something that people can get passionate about. And I think the stories that you tell within your episode make the content strong. So our next clip is where you uh, throw out some questions to the audience. Oh, yes. Here's some questions for the community. Please, you can call and uh, leave your response. One, at what age would you let your son or daughter use the public restroom alone? Question two, if you could only have one of these, which would you keep? Flushing toilets or smartphones? Question three, what public restroom gymnastic trick do you do? Science tells me there are more bacteria in my stomach than there are stars in the sky. And that life, as we know, could not exist without bacteria. So you have the questions, then you go back into the cool stats. The one thing I just wanted to point out, and you do this later, Mm -hmm. you didn't give them a way to call. No, not till the end of the show. Okay. That's true. So that was the only thing I was kind of, for me at least, I was kind of like, okay, what were the, and I'm not sure... I'm not sure if three questions is too many or, but I just, I just remember thinking, well, if I actually wanted, cause if I'm listening on my phone and I want to answer one of those, you didn't give me a, 
a number, which you did at the end. Like I said, I just, at this point I was like, if I actually wanted to answer one of those right now, I can't. And so, um, I, I love the, what gymnastic tricks do you use in the public <laughs> restroom? That, that creates fantastic theater of the mind. There, there are so many visualizations, whether it's flushing the toilet with your foot or, you know, uh, yes. opening the door with your elbow, all sorts of crazy things. That was a great question. But uh, yeah, I, I think had you delivered the, um, the phone number here, as well as the end, you might get a little more uh, participation and reaction. Well, I'm going to add it. Um, I will do that. And um, I think if I remember, it's, it's pathogenic microbial. Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay. Because it wasn't until later in the show, you actually finally defined it. My favorite description of describing germs that get us sick is pathogenic microbial life forms. Pathogenic microbial life forms is a bacterium, virus, spore, fungus, or a parasite that can produce a disease in a human, animal, plant, or another microorganism. I sometimes also use the phrase infectious disease causing microbial life forms. And so for me, I think that was, I'm not sure exactly what time it was in the show. At the very end, before the rant. Yeah, I would have actually, because you kept using that phrase, and I was like, what the oh, heck? Because yes. to me, I'm just like going, I guess he means germs. Um, <laughs> yes. But, and, right. and so if the... Really small germs. Yeah, and so really? for me, part of it is you have to know who, if your audience is people that are not, if you're trying to teach people about germs, you have to think about these people that don't understand these terms. And so it's interesting because I... I um, I did an experiment once where I went to a bunch of different churches and the one church used a lot of jargon for lack of a better phrase, a lot of religious jargon where the, they were talking, I I wish I could remember it, but it was all very the and that very King James version kind of terminology. (laughs) And that church was, was just dying on the vine because they're trying to get young people in and they're talking about the, the, just all this stuff. We go to another church and the guy's just kicking back and the pastor's in jeans and he's just explaining everything in completely layman's terms. Anybody could understand it. You didn't even need to bring a Bible if you wanted to. He's encouraging people to pull up the Bible on their iPad, very much knowing their audience and talking in their own language. And so for me, if the goal is to to teach the the unlearned about germs, you got to explain what pathogenic microbial is a little sooner in the episode. Uh, you know what? Then use, I should have it in the beginning of the show. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I will do that. That'd be great. But I think if you, if you define microbial at the beginning of the show, I think then people understand why you use the long technical definition rather than just germs. And I think that kind of helps set up the content that's coming along the way. Well, I will. And I question for both of you. Which is more scarier, germs or microbial life forms? <laughs> yeah, I would go with microbial life forms. I don't have any problem with the terminology. Just let's put that definition right up front. Because I think at the beginning okay. of the show, you do a nice job of making me care. Uh, you, you, you do a nice job defining why I should listen to the show, why the content means something to me, why I should pay attention. Let's just not make it too clinical right out of the box where it's difficult to follow along. And I think that definition right up front would just help in the overall setup and continue to support what you're doing there at the beginning of the show. Yeah, I actually did kind of an outline because there's a lot of information in the show. 
And so I kind of wrote it down. You started off with a topic that, that the fact that nobody talks about germs and nobody talks about bathrooms and, and things like that. So I like that. The fact that, you know, we'll talk about all sorts of other things, but nobody will ever, you know, and you explain how people get kind of uncomfortable around that. So, uh, and then you come up with some great terms or great stats, you know, germs uh, potentially kill more people than a, a, a war you were talking about. And the beginning of that was your kids talking about how nobody washes their hands. And so I got that. But in the end I was like, well, okay, well, how long should I wash my hands? Was my, my walking away from that? I got ah. it. So you, you kind of said, nobody's doing this. Here's why we should, but you never told me yes. how to do it. And then you go into the whole fingernails um, segment, which we just heard. And then, which leads to the story about, um, no, then the kids talk about stomach flu, about fleshing out the truth. And that's where you talk about your, your sister, which was a really touching story which then led to questions to the community. That was, to me, I was kind of like that, that, that little, that whole question for me, at least seemed a little, I don't know. It just didn't seem to kind out of out of place. I shouldn't have followed the, yeah. The, um, my story with, um, yeah. But, and then the next point, um, I forget what you're talking about, but the point again was don't touch anything and to wash your hands if somebody sneezes and I told Bruce earlier, I was out tonight at bed, bath and beyond and the lady sneezed or coughed into her, her elbow and then handed me something. And I immediately wanted to go wash my hands. Um, <laughs> and then you go into a complaint form and I actually don't have a clip of that. You kind of, because you know, the complaint form inside and out, you assume mm -hmm. your audience does. And you mm -hmm. just like, when you get your complaint form and I'm like, there's a complaint form. I would have, I think you say it's at the website. If this is something you're going to be referring yes. to, there's a free plugin called pretty link that you yes. could have something like, okay. you know, um, germfreezone.com slash, you know, complaint form or something so that you don't mm -hmm. have to go search for it. So you go into the complaint form, but I was kind of at that point, like, well, what is it? And what's the plan? Am I supposed to be, you just kind of just want for me at least, um, you walked in or I felt like you knew what you're talking about, but you kind of forgot that your audience didn't. Um, then you got into the germ defined, which led to the, again, more great stats on world war one, world war two. And then you talked about the world on the world on P, which is not urine, the world on again, pathogenic microbials. And then you, that's basically your, your big rant. And so it just seemed like yes. there was a lot of information there and those were the things that I was kind of left like, wait, what's, you know, if the whole point of this is to teach people, I didn't learn how to wash my hands. I didn't learn. You kind of said kind of what to do. Like you, you talked about the results of the complaint form, but you didn't really say how to do that. Eric, what did you think of the whole flow of the, the show? Interesting. I thought the flow was kind of chunky. I love the truth setups. I love how the kids come in with, with the truth, flush the truth. And then we go into that content, but then in the minute middle of it, we kind of, we popped in with part one of the episodic series. Like you got into this long thing that it sounded like it was plugged into the middle of it. And I thought, okay, now we're moving into that. And then you came back with, truth number three or four, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And I thought, well, wait, yes. was that part of truth number two? I was kind of confused, confused there. 
So I love the way the truths set up the whole, the whole, each segment of the show. I thought that was really strong. And like Dave, I would have liked more actionable content. I love the the part where you talked about the usable brush and how they're fused to the brush head. If you're using that to clean your fingernails and how that's different than mm-hmm. a brush that has bristles that are stapled to the brush and how the microorganisms can live down in that. That's the kind of information I because I went, oh, I didn't I didn't realize I should be buying a particular sort of nail brush to clean my fingernails. That's the kind of information that I'm looking for. You know, you go, okay, all of these germs are really bad for you. They can do bad things for you. Here's what you need to do. You know, and you did a little bit of that when we talked about in the bathroom, if you, if you, uh, if there aren't paper towels available um, to open the door, what what can you do to open the door? Uh, use your arm sleeve to open the door. If you're wearing short sleeves, do this to open the door, do that to open the door. That's great actionable information. But there were parts like Dave was talking about where you'd hit that sort of, hey, wash your hands. You tell me the what, but you didn't tell me the how or the why or the how long or anything okay. like that, which might be a great lead magnet. I mean, you want to go, hey, if you want the uh, five five steps to take to wash your hands, go to the website and get it. I mean, well, hopefully they would go to the World Health Organization or the Centers for Disease Control. Um, And I that will the links will be in the show notes. And so then 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 we need to tell them to do that. We need to to make that call to action and tell them, hey, if you want the exact how to and get on over there and get it at the show notes. Now you do better. next. So let's talk a little bit about where the the podcast is going because you have your 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 website right now is Germ Freaks Club. Now is there going to be a germfreezone.com or just the yeah, germ I'm working on that. I'm having a little difficulty, but I am working on that. I got the uh, simple podcast uh, player and I also have an apodipony theme okay. that's for for that player. So that is supposed to be once I set it up, I don't have to deal with it anymore. Um, got it. I don't know what that means. But that's what their propaganda video, and that's why I bought it. So I'll find out. And um, so the the idea of the show, the book, the podcast, uh, Germ Freaks Club, the Germ Free Zone, all of that is to build momentum. Uh, the book hopefully will will people will read and 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 practice, and and thousands of lives may be saved in the future. Okay, and then but. Where where I'm going is is I'm trying to have a, a moment, a build a a following or a platform. So for this show, the podcast, that's why I want people to call their friends. I I don't need re. I mean, I guess I do, but as far as reviews and all of that, um, or buying products, that, that that's I want them to call their friend and say, hey, let's go out and let's have a conversation. Um, and I, I, I want to know how do you, I think my audiences are, are mothers, women that, uh, protect their house. I'm not, it's not to say that my audience is not anybody who uses a public restroom, well, but the movers and shakers, the people that will actually maybe. Right. Well, and, and sign up. I think half of the colds and things like that come from school. You know, they go to school and get germs from other kids and then bring them home. So the, the, the germ freaks club is going to be what then the germ freaks club is going to be the political arm. Uh, Germ freaks are going to go to city council meetings. They're going to introduce legislation or uh, stuff for future bids out 
for contractors that their public restrooms need to have certain things in them, like paper towels. So the germ-free zone is going to be for the everyday Joe to come yes. to make their house healthier. But the germ freaks club, those are the those are the super freaks that want to go in and, and take action to incite change. Yes, simply you know, okay. and send in the the complaint form to the the manager. That's being a germ freak um, to complain. I mean, if you don't complain, then you, all you're doing is allowing it to keep continuing. People think I'm paranoid, but the invisible world is watching. (laughs) So would you say the audience for your podcast is more the freaks or more everyday Joe? Everybody, everybody. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to promote the, the germ freak club on that. Okay. So it's for everybody, everybody who's, who's wants a clean house and, and uses public restrooms. We're we're talking to average everyday Joe. Yeah, because okay. the stuff there is going to be free. The Germ Freaks Club, if you want to be a member, you have to file a complaint form. Gotcha. You know, you actually have to go to a city council meeting and you're a member. I mean, you got to take an action to become a member of that club. Got Sorry, it. it's just the way it is. All right. Makes so sense. The other thing I looked at technology wise was, um, no, you're not bad at, at all. Your Your volume could be a little louder. I looked at it and it's all nice and um, fairly normalized. But your your maximum volume level is almost a minus six, and that's usually about the lowest it wants to be, not the highest. Because oh, okay. it's, I should have it at zero. You don't want to go past zero, but somewhere between like minus twelve and zero. I usually say minus six to minus twelve is usually where you usually start at minus six, and yours are about. Yeah, I mean, you're again. You weren't. You weren't. Awful. I just, I was like, there's a lot of white space. And the more white space you see between zero and your, your audio, the more room you're oh. leaving for, for hiss. So, I, well, I have hiss, I think in the background, but yeah. So if you, if you boost your volume just a little bit when you're recording, that will take care of that. Cause it's basically, okay. if you think about it, when you have no volume at all, when you have no waveform, it's just, it's just a cup of hiss. And so the more you turn your volume up, it, it fills up with your audio and there's less room for hiss. Gotcha. So, so the lower your volume, the, the more hiss you're going to have. Um, the other thing is my favorite, it's not, it's, I guess it's a pet peeve. There's no ID three tags. And this is one of those yeah. things I wish, I wish like the gods would come down from the mountain and we could all just agree what to do with these things. You either need to tag them before you upload them to Libsyn. Um, and it's just, if somebody were to download your episode and that's the whole thing, how many people are downloading podcasts now to their their desktop. Most of us are consuming them on a phone, but if they did mm-hmm. and they played it, you just come up with a great music note of death when everybody else who has tagged their file doesn't. So it makes you look a little bit like a hack. Um, and it doesn't show the fact that like the name of your show and the name of you, which would be the author and things like that. So it's just a little icing on the cake that, uh, that you can put on. But other than that, you know, you there, you, I never had to grab for a volume knob or anything like that. It was, uh, you know, Right, right up there. And and you you should, you've got great uh, gear there. So it's kind of hard to make a bad sounding podcast when you're using that kind of stuff. Oh, well, just give me time, you know? Yeah. So so you just start with a big cup of hiss and you fill it up with audio. Is that what you're saying, Dave? That's basically it. Big (laughs) cup of hiss. So, um, and, uh, but, um, we do have one more clip here. I wanted to, uh, to play. And this is kind of how, um, Bruce, uh, signs off. Call 1-800-808-1124 and record your reply to one of these three questions. 
One, at what age will you allow your son or daughter to use the public restroom alone? Number two, which ones would you keep if you could only have one of these two items? Smartphones or flushing toilets? Three, which gymnastic moves do you make in the public restroom? Call 1-800-808-1124 and record your reply to one of these three questions. Dear listener, remember the beginning of this show when I talked about having a conversation with your friends? Well, if you liked our show, then please ask your best friend to listen to the Germ-Free Zone show number one so the two of you can finally have that long overdue conversation about how to restore health to beautiful but deadly fingernails. Thank you for listening to Germ-Free Zone, providing the tools, preventing the outbreak, protecting humanity. For show notes, updates, and even more free information, head over to germfreezone.org. Please rate and leave a review on iTunes. This helps spread the word, but not the germs. And then I think this was for our, oh, I cut it out. At the end, there's like a pause. Yeah. And then you said uh, something about enough time uh, uh, yeah for, you said something and i was like was that for our yeah. benefit or uh, yeah okay so no that i just i left that in by mistake like the ending has actually i've had music city update it uh, so that it's the correct website address and um i also took out preventing uh the pandemic and that those three lines i go straight to the information Cause I didn't like the way they redid it for me. And I didn't like the way she said it preventing the outbreak. I mean, Oh my God, I want to throw <laughs> up. <you know? laughs> um, that, that's what we were talking about earlier with, uh, with reading that you, you can never tell what delivery the author wants without hearing it or being coached to read through it. And uh, so when you're writing that mm-hmm. script for, whoever's producing your intro and your outro, you should typically have a conversation with them on the phone and say, here's kind of what, how I'm, how I'm hearing it in my head so they can read it. Otherwise they're going to get the wrong emphasis when it comes back in or the wrong delivery or the wrong excitement. So a conversation like that, when somebody's recording your intro or your outro or anything really for a piece of production for your audio give them a little coaching before they jump into it. You don't have to sit on the session with them, mm-hmm. um, but I have before, but y- you can just kind of have a discussion and tell them, here's the delivery I want. Here's what I want it to sound like. And that will usually help. I thought her diction here at the end was much cleaner and much better, much easier to understand than, than they were at the uh, earlier parts of the episode. She's much stronger, much more confident in this segment. I enjoyed that. I liked, the call to action to get people to call the 800 number and get them focused on what you want them to do. I thought it was a, a pretty clean call to action. A lot of podcasts we hear want, you know, want people to do six or seven different things. Um, you really only had make the phone call and leave a comment and subscribe on iTunes. So I thought that was pretty clean. I liked that at the end as well. Dave, what about you? Yeah, I, I liked it. And the only, and it's not even a, um, a criticism, just you might want to look into the plugin called Pretty Link because it does make it really easy because you you have these really cool handouts and things like that uh, because it's just going to make it easier for people to remember. And especially if you're referring to them often, if it's the, you know, complaint form or, you know, you could have, you know, go out to germfreezone.com slash contact. And there you could have the phone number and your email address and your speak pipe or whatever it is you're going to use. 
Cause it's hard to, I used to do that. I used to be email me at this and then call me at this and speak pipe. And it was like, it's ridiculous. So if you can put all that contact stuff under one page, that, uh, that makes things easier. So, and it sounds like you're going to be having some great resources for people. So I would definitely be, uh, looking into, um, pretty link. It's a free plugin. You can buy a, there's a pro version if you want it, but, uh, a lot of the really cool stuff you can do with, um, with free. So all in all, I, I thought, like I say, you have great content. I thought the, the flow was a little, I was with Eric. I, I kind of like the idea of maybe doing the, what's it called that the kids are doing the flush, the flush out. the truth. Yeah. So I, I like the, and I like the fact that it was wham with a stat, then a cool story. And I like that. I just didn't think the, um, whatever it was this, the, the thing you did with, um, kind of, I think you were just calling it your rant. Yes. I, I would, I would have, I would stick with that formula of here's a stat story, stat story, and then maybe get to your segment that you're really driving home and then, uh, wrap it up. But other than all in all, you know, and, and your kids are kids. So, you know, nothing really crazy here. Uh, Eric, any, and your thoughts? Yeah. Maybe the rant is how you wrap up the show. So maybe yeah. it's the, you know, flush out the truth one, two, and three. And then at the end, you kind of put a nice bow on it with your rant about whatever theme ties those first three together, get on your soapbox, do your thing, and then, then get out of it. Overall, I thought it was a solid show. I love the stories that you told. I thought the story of your sister was amazing. I thought the, the story of the hospital with the nurses and the fingernails, I thought that was a powerful story. There were a lot of great stories that kept it from being very clinical and it really kept it warm and entertaining overall. I love that. It, to me, it felt like it was a, like a Saturday morning educational show that the family could sit down and watch or something you'd see on the discovery channel, something that was targeted for all ages because with the kids in there and with your delivery and the passion that you have for it and the stories that you told, it was really engaging. I could see my 12 year old sitting down and listening to this with me because it was that kind of engagement. I mean, it had that sort of element to it. The kids kept it young. The stories kept it entertaining and the facts were just enough to make it powerful that uh, overall, I thought it was put together really well. I loved your passion. I loved the the restroom tips. I'd like to see a little more of that actionable content yeah. throughout your stories. Maybe each flush the truth comes with an action step that that uh, oh. folks could take to uh, to be healthier and cleaner as they're going along. If the public the the complaint form is just going to be part of the freaks thing. I'm not sure it fits in this particular episode then. Well, no, um, the, 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 but if, that if it, is for the germ free zone too. It's but to get I, membership, you have to do it. I don't know if you want, it's up to you. I, my, my thought would be uh, change the name of it a little bit. If you're trying to create noise in the political arena, a complaint form might do that because politicians tend to take uh, more notice to a complaint form. If you want people to, to just turn it in at work and get their boss to take notice, take a notice of it, uh, a complaint form just turns into a big pain oh, in the neck. Like be you know, anonymous. You're, you're, you're a squeaky wheel kind of thing, you know? So yeah. maybe it's a, maybe it's an action form or something like that, or it's a, I oh, a different name. Mean. Instead of complaint form, call it an action form. Yeah, something a little more friendly where where a boss at work who receives it might not just look at it as a squeaky wheel, might actually look at it as, you know, here's how to make the workplace healthier. I can that do that. And then what about the 007? Was that just, I should drop that all together. 
yeah, uh, that, you know, yeah. that kind of sounds um, kind of secretive and, and underworldly. I, oh, you okay. might, you might have one that's, um, I don't know. I, I'm just shooting from the hip, but to me, complaint form just didn't have the power that a lot okay. of the other content in the episode had to get people to really take out, you know, I don't want to be the complainer. I want to be one that, that uh, encourages action, positive action in a positive direction. So how do we, how do we make that change happen together? You know what? I I can even take that out. I I could save that for the third show because coming up, there will be more focus on public restroom survival. Bruce, let me ask you this earlier. You made a mention that people are only going to listen to one episode and there may be Uh, people that come back and listen, so why are people going to listen? If I understand that you, you're given great information, especially in this first episode, like you've laid it out. I understand I'm supposed to wash my hands. So what am I going to get in episode 12 or episode 15 or episode 56? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand where, where are we going? Where are we going to go with the episode? What's your vision for the podcast? Well, that's what the journey's all about. And uh, so, you know, uh, why don't you ask me that question at uh, show number 99 <laughs> and uh, just before we do the, the review of the, the last, I mean, I'm, uh, and I'm, I'm being funny, but I'm, I'm serious, but you've written a book. So there's gotta be some information there other than just make sure you wash your hands really well and don't oh, touch you the doorknob on your way out of the, the restaurant. Right? Yeah, no, I wish so I could tell you. Some you, of the could take, you could take a lot of that and turn that into future episodes as we go along. Oh yeah. No, that's that's, that's true. And, and a matter of fact, I'm this show is um, a family adventure on the journey. I want my kids. I want them to get involved with it. And if it winds up being a, a process that takes two or three years before it becomes successful, then that's very important for them. They'll only be 15 or 16. And so I, I, this show is is important for for me on several lay, lay um, levels, and the main one is is I'm just haunted by it, and and so that's what I'm going to do. And the other one is the perk is I get to do it with my kids. I go. love that. That's so. The only the only recommendation I'll I'll leave you with is at the end of the episode. Since we get it, we I wash my hands. I get it. Why should I come back? the next episode give me something there at the end of the episode that tells me what we're going to do next time and why i should come back and listen again because at the end of this episode i get it i'm done all done got it wash my hands see you later yes Yes. so why why listen to episode two tell me that at the end of this episode tell me why i should come back I know. And so, but a part of me actually has, I I totally agree with you. That's why I think this first show should be 45 minutes to an hour long because I might get them for that long. And uh, so I could give them the stuff about the actual smart way to wash your hands and the, the, the smart way to use a toilet. Uh, And then at least I've, I've, I've given them enough so that they don't ever have to listen to any other shows. Oh, don't give them that. Yeah. Make them come back. Yeah. I, I, I was actually Make them come back. Yeah. One okay. of the things I was going to say for, for me, if you were, if you were going to be like, Hey, I'm not sure where I'm going to take this. I could have easily seen this episode being three episodes, like each one of those points. Like here's a stat, 
Let me go yes. knee deep into this. And here's the, and then here's your action item. Bam. And, oh, and yes. have it be, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. And then the next one here, did you, you know, come out of the door? Did you know that only X amount of people do this and that? And you're like, whoa. And then here's a cool story. And then here's how to, here's how to avoid having this happen to you. I, I, to me, I could see you these imagine be- at the end of an episode. If you say next week, I'm going to tell you how 25 babies died in a NICU because of dirty fingernails and how it could be prevented. We're going to talk about that next time right here on the germ free zone. Yeah. Gotcha. You're like, holy, what? 25 uh, babies yeah. all died at the same time and it could have been prevented. Yeah. Would but, you put that at the end of the show or the beginning? Oh yeah. Right. Put it at the beginning. Like we're going to talk about that next episode. Yeah. Come back. And then, and then when it's that next week, you're like, Hey, on today's show, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a story about, and then there it is. Mm-hmm. And people are like, Ooh, really? And then well, at the end of the next yeah. show, you're like, in next week's show, I'm going to explain to you how germs probably killed more people than, you know, in world war one and two combined or, or whatever it is, it's that tease to get them going. And then you can go, then you can have the stat, have the story. And here's how you can avoid that. You know, here's how you can keep safe from that. Uh, to me, I, that was my only thing. I thought it's a lot of info. I could see these being little baby ones. And now you've got a, one story to remember so that when you do, you're at a party and you're like, did you guys know? Cause that's your, your show has a lot of, did you know this? I didn't know that if you do this and that, that you can have germs that do this and that. So to me, I like the fact, and if you give me too much, I may not remember so many stories. I don't know. Um, but, but well, I in other words, okay. I, I, what is the criteria I should go by? If, if I listen to what you just suggested, then I would be better to put the fingernail story as the second or third episode so I could have such a great a tease for the next show instead of I lose that power by it being the first show. But for me, mm, the, I, the, I, I would make you still want a cool story. So for the first show. Yeah. Okay. And then have a cool story for the second one. And, and, oh, no, well, I'm planning to do other things. Like one of the shows, I think it's going to be the second or third show. Uh, It's going to be how a germaphobe takes, has a shower and I'm going to record myself live. (laughs) I'm going to explain to them how to take a shower from an infectious disease control point of view. It's a bit out there, but well, you know, Speaking of stories, let me give you one. When I first did my school podcasting show, it was only about 20 to 30 minutes long before my audience said, no, we want it to be longer. And so I came across a ton of information. I'd come back from a convention of some sort and I did an episode that was three times as long. It was an hour long because I was like, I just can't wait to tell everybody about this stuff. And it was awesome. And everybody's, I'm like, they're just going to love this stuff. Well, number one, at that point, my audience was used to 20 minutes and I'm not sure they're going to make it all the way through, even though I knew it was really cool stuff. And the other thing is it came out on Monday and on Tuesday I went, uh, what's next week's show going to be about? And I just thought, oh man, I could have made that three episodes and I wouldn't be stressing out now uh-huh. about stuff. So we get, sometimes we, we, our heart wants to just give, 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 cause this is great information. You need to know it now, but we're feeding our audience with a fire hose. And then Tuesday comes and you're like, Oh yeah, what's next week's show going to be about? So it's, it's hard. Cause you, you want to like, you need to know this now, but in some cases it might be, I, I don't do that anymore. I've, I've been tempted at times to do that. Like, oh, it'll just be an hour and a half this week. And I'm like, no, you know what? This is, they've waited 11 years. They can wait one more week till next week to, to get that. So Bruce, the more, most powerful story you have in this entire episode is the story about your sister. Yeah. Because that lets us know who you are and lets us know why you do this entire thing that you do. 
that's the story that needs to be in episode number one. The baby yes. story in the hospital and the fingernails, that could be episode two or three. No, the, the story of your sister, that's the only story you need in this first one because that tells people why we're on this journey. The only unfortunate thing about that story is it takes me 17 minutes into the episode before I get to it. I'd put that story up front because that's, okay. that's your whole reason for being. That's the whole reason you do this. And that's what people need to know. And then you're, I, you're, I could even put it before where I discuss about uh, people don't have these conversations with their friends. Yeah, you could put it right out of the box. Right. right out here, of the box. Here's why I do this show. Here's okay. why I do everything I do about germs. And it's this story right here. Because that well, story it, was like, holy cow, why did I wait 17 minutes yes. to get to this point? I mean, that, that was powerful stuff right there. Okay, I I'll I'll do that. That sounds that sounds, yeah. Because you know my my main approach here is is to get everybody talking. But if they don't stand around, if they don't stay around long enough, they're not going to talk about it. Yep. So thank you for that insight. If that's the strongest, it sounds like that's your aha moment. Oh, for that me, was. when I heard that, I was like, well, whoa, because it's it's um it's interesting. It's it's not forced. But all of a sudden, it's, uh, for lack of a better phrase, you mentally drop trow in front of me. I mean, I'm like, wow, this guy's revealing a really intimate part of your your history and your life. And I was like, whoa, he's trusting me enough already to give me this story. And I was like, whoa, because not everybody just walks up and goes, let me tell you about a really, you know, difficult part of my life that, that affected me in a, a, a really traumatic way. Most people don't do that. And so right out of the gate and I was like, whoa, wow. So that really touched me. I was like, wow, that's, that, that, this is something you don't get on network television. You know, so. And I know as you're listening to this podcast, uh, you have no idea the story that Bruce actually told us on his show. Uh, suffice it to say that Bruce loses his sister at some point in time. And if you want to hear the entire story, you're going to need to go listen to Bruce's uh, podcast because there's no way any of the three of us can retell that story the way yeah. he did on that show. Yeah, sign up for our newsletter at Podcast Review Show, and I will uh, send out an email when Bruce officially goes live in iTunes, and you can subscribe and rate and review and all that other fun stuff and get that great story. So, well, Bruce, you're you're not crying and you're not sweating. I don't know. You might be sweating. I know you said you was hot where you're at. <laughs> I'm a little wet. Um, was was that as bad as you thought it was going to be? It's a lot better than I had actually hoped. I, I think the show is fabulous. I, I, I'm when I listen to it, I'm I'm shocked. I go, I did that, and and that is a really good feeling. And I'm very proud of the show, even though I know there's. I'm so proud of the show. That's why I got in contact with you guys to review the show because it's not good enough. And I think it's already great, but it's not good enough. And so, cause I only get one shot at this. And so to me, the, the, the first show is, is my mentality is it's everything. Forget the second and the third. If I can't produce a good first show, then I don't have, I don't have anything. Um, I know you, a lot of people say, oh, you're lousy on the first show. Wait until you have 30 or 40 shows and you're going to, you're going to find your way and you're going to be so good. And my attitude is, 
screw that. I want the first show to be great. Well, and Bruce, after you sat around and did 30 or 40 shows in a day, practicing yeah. it this is, this really it. is show number oh yeah 30. no i know <laughs> well, i'm haunted you know what I, I i did the show and i didn't have the backgrounds of that twilight the the, the, the score is called twilight um and i woke up at three o'clock in the morning and went why aren't i using that behind there are more bacteria in the universe in your stomach than there are in the universe and i went that is twilight I mean, let's, what a great, why, and then I went, oh no, you should put that for the most important points. And I was up for like four hours playing around doing that transition stuff. I know all the professionals have been doing it for 50 years, but for me, it was like a eureka moment. Yeah. And the other thing I want to, I do want to correct you one thing. I know you think you only get one shot at this. I've put out episodes that had like really big mistakes in the middle. I went back, fixed the, the empty space or whatever. And you re-upload the file. You you can. It's not live radio. You can fix the mistakes. Yes. And now, granted, it's like, well, thirty people got the mistake. Okay, but the other, you know, one hundred and fifty didn't. So it's a collector's uh, item. It is a collector's you, item. It, it is. <laughs> I, I do have a question. Sure. Um, in in my delivery or cadence, however you want to mm -hmm. form it. Uh, when I edited some of the, where I have one point after another, after another, I took some of the space out. So mm -hmm. it literally was hammered right after another one, two, three. Now I did that because I thought that that would be, uh, that the listener would be able to assimilate or to digest the information. And I thought it was, uh, is that correct? I mean, is there a way that when you change up the timing or the spacing that all of a sudden the person's listening different than when you have lots of space and you're slowed down? I often recommend that you don't edit that out because as you're taking a pause to think, your listener's taking a pause to digest the information you just uh -huh. gave them. And when you slam it all together, it's like, like Dave was mentioning, it's like drinking from a fire hose. You're trying to uh, comprehend it and digest it mentally so fast that it's uh that it's tough to do and so when you edit it all out and you're just going bang 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 all of a sudden your eyes start to cross because it's coming too fast yeah i mean okay. I, I can talk really fast and you can understand what i'm saying and i could keep going on and on and on and just come up with more topics and you can understand it. but who would want to listen to this all that time just because you can understand me it doesn't mean i should talk this fast right so okay. i had a uh, a client of mine once that had me anytime she breathed <sighs> and anytime she caught uh laughed everything is she just wanted to sound like a robot and i was like you know people breathe it's it's okay to occasionally <laughs> take a breath and no yeah. i don't i don't want that because of course she's listening to it like this and her you know her headphones smashed her head and, and that whole nine yards so um but no i like i said i i i thought you had great content just you know take it for what it's worth rearrange it maybe a little bit you know i'm going to no i'm i'm going to make some uh, work with your kids a little you, bit yeah, guys have given me a lot to think about and that's uh, that's a wonderful thing i like awesome. to think well we thank you so much for uh, for coming on the show uh eric where can people find you find me anytime you'd like at podcasttalentcoach.com got helpful worksheets and uh, all sorts of information all my contact information there as well podcasttalentcoach.com how about you dave you can find me over at uh, schoolofpodcasting.com and uh, last but not least bruce where do you want to send people to 
I'm going to be on iTunes as soon as possible, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And, and your, I, your website's going to be germfreezone.com eventually? Show, the germfreezoneshow.com. Okay, there we go. So once it's live, again, Bruce did something uh, brave. It's like, hey, I want to get this right before I even get going. So uh, that doesn't exist yet, but probably by the time you listen to this, if not, it will be there shortly. So um, thanks for everybody in the chat room tonight chiming in and... Uh, Bruce, again, thanks for, for coming on. Thank you. And uh, if you'd like to get your podcast reviewed, it's super easy. Uh, go over to podcastreviewshow.com and uh, click on the button there. There are two ways you can get reviewed. You can do it live in person like Bruce did. Or if you're a little stage uh, fright-ish, I don't know if that's even a word. If you're a little shy, uh, you can sign up and, and just give us the episode and we'll review it without you present. But that's not as fun, but you can do that if that's your the way you'd rather do it. And again, you can find that at podcastreviewshow.com. Everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. Night, everyone. I'm I'm horrible at talking up stuff. (laughs) Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas. And an offer, we're not going to lie to you, they're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar, I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon, March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.